Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's Tuesday, September 19th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, the Guardians let another one slip away uh, on Monday in the series opener against Kansas City. Uh, they suffer uh, yet another blown save, uh, an opportunity to to uh, you know win a game when they were leading after the seventh inning. Uh, Trevor Steffen comes in this time, and uh, you know the wheels just came off the cart. He uh, he couldn't find the strike zone and, you know, hit, uh, walked a couple of batters, uh, hit uh, a batter. The the Royals wind up scoring four times in the eighth inning without with with only one hit. Uh, it uh, you know, it was as that was as bad as it, it, it gets in terms of, uh, you know, Trevor Steffen sort of losing the strike zone and, you know, coming in and, and giving a game away. Uh, for the Guardians that they that they should have won. Yeah, definitely, Joe. Just uh, just a disappointing game. And, uh, you know, Stefan had two outs. You know, he walked a leadoff batter, which is always a bad sign in the late innings when you're up by a couple runs. Uh, he had a 4-2 lead. Then he gets two outs and then just completely stopped throwing strikes. Like you said, there was a walk. There was a hit by pitch. Then there was another walk to force home a run. Um, and uh, then they bring in uh, uh, De Los Santos, and he gives up a little bloop down the left field line. That's two runs. And uh, then they add another run on a on a wild, on a pass ball by Bo Naylor. Just really a sloppy game by uh, the Guardians against a, a team that has lost 102 games and has already been eliminated. Joe, which mm-hmm. the the Guardians seem, you know, <laughs> convinced that they're going to eliminate themselves here in the next few days. Yeah, they're, they're, it's almost like they're racing to that point right now. They they can't wait to get to the uh, uh, the point where they've they've hit that elimination number, uh, and 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 that was sort of the the point in that one is you know they they had played well enough to win up until that uh, that eighth inning, and then uh, sort of couldn't convert, couldn't uh, get you know finish the finish the game. They're having trouble finishing off victories all season long. And uh, that's something that, you know, we would have expected out of them last season that, you know, we, we could have explained away with the, with the youth and the roster and, and all that kind of stuff. And now, now these things are popping up uh, after a season where, you know, you come in with the expectations like they had, 
that's that that's sort of the frustrating part about this season is you know we we've seen better out of these guys and and we don't understand why uh there's been this regression uh all season long in terms of finishing off games yeah you know and they are <clears throat> you know that was Stefan's 10th blown save uh him and class A have combined to blow 21 saves uh, they are the Guardians have the have, are tied with Baltimore for the second most blown saves in the big leagues with 30. Uh, you know, so there's been you know there's been a problem at the end of games, like you said. Um, you know, you, you know, Class A. I mean, and you know, Joe, I don't know how you feel, but you know, if you blow a save in the seventh or eighth inning, I don't think it's the same as the ninth inning. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. The rule that that that's kind of a cheat. It's a, it's a cheap rule for a, for a guy that's in the seventh or eighth inning. But Stefan, that he had the game in his hands. He had a two run lead. He had two outs in the eighth inning. You're supposed to close that out, and you know it didn't happen. And it's been happening way too much to him this year. And you know this is a guy that signed a four year extension in spring training. You know, and he was coming off just you know really a superb year. Um, you know, six and six, two point six nine ERA. Uh, 82 strikeouts in 63 and two-third innings. And his, you know, his overall numbers are pretty close to that this year, you know, comparing 2022 to 2023. But the ERA is up. You know, the the home runs are louder up. The walks are up. The strikeouts have decreased a little bit. So, you know, it's, it's I don't know what, you know, he's, and, uh, you know, Francona was saying he's thrown his splitter much more this year than he did last season. Well, I wanted to ask about that, the splitter. It's such a, a volatile pitch in terms of, you know, it, when it's going good, it's it's devastating. It's a pitch that, you know, when he's throwing that pitch well and throwing it, uh, you, you're getting a lot of swing and miss. Uh, but when he can't command it, uh, when he can't throw it for strikes or, you know, throw it off of a fastball that he's throwing for strikes, uh, then he – He's easy to sort of take pitches and, and, and draw walks that way. And he it hasn't been as effective this year. Uh, the problem is you fall in love with it. You you, you throw it so much that uh, you, you, you sort of are married to the idea that, okay, well, I, I can get him on the next one. And uh, and then you throw that one for a ball, and all of a sudden the bases are loaded and, and you've, you're forcing in runs. Uh is is the is the the splitter sort of saved Stefan last year? This year, it's sort of been his curse. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think they'd like to see him, you know, maybe throw the fastball a little more. Uh, but you know, yesterday, I think he, I don't think he could have thrown a strike with any pitch in his arsenal. He he just lost it. You know, you see that happen sometimes. But he was high and wide. He was hitting guys. You know, he didn't come close when uh, to. Uh, to uh, Massey, I mean, he was, uh, you know, the guy he walked to force home the run. I mean, it, it was, uh, you know, it was just like everything was high. He, he almost hit him. So, you know, I think he just had one of those days. But unfortunately, you know, it came, uh, you know, it concluded a lot of, uh, you know, kind of a game where, you know, Francona said they looked sluggish. They ran into outs. It was a day game. Uh, I don't know. You know, they they tried to be aggressive, but they were almost – you know, out of control, aggressive. It's it's September. We understand every team is is going through, uh, you know, scrambling to uh, to cover innings and you know uh, 
pitchers, particularly relievers, are are burned out and, and worn out at, at this point in the season. Uh, but it just seems like guys in Francona's stable are 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 particularly worn down at this time of year. You know, it's it's a usage thing. Uh, these guys are making 70 appearances a year. They're playing in half of the games uh, that the that the Guardians play this this season. Uh, particularly Stefan and Classe. These are guys that you know he's always trying to get to them at the end of games. And in the past, you know they've they've been they, they've held up at least to that point. Uh, this year, they it, it's almost uh, a, a coin flip now when you, you hand the ball over to them in the late innings. Yeah, that's for sure. And I think, you know, a point, you know, one of the reasons is, Joe, because they have so many young starters in that rotation, they've really, you know, gone out of their way to protect them. And when these guys are on the starters, are on, the young starters are only going five innings, maybe five and two thirds, you know, occasionally six innings, you know, the burden mm-hmm. falls on the bullpen and they pitched a lot. And, uh, you know, you've lost, uh, you, you know, you lost your veteran guys in, in, by, uh, Bieber and, and McKenzie uh-huh. and, and uh, Quantrill. And, you know, that puts a lot of pressure on the pen. Yeah. And now they don't have uh, and they won't have uh, another one of those young starter uh, pitchers in the rotation uh, in, in Tanner Bybee, who uh, it was announced before yesterday's game that uh, he's going on the, the injured list uh, with uh, a hip strain and he's uh, done for the season. Uh, now, now, granted, it's a, a fantastic rookie season for Tanner Bybee. Uh, he, he exceeded expectations, I think, in in, in pretty much every way. Uh, but you know, he's not going to make those last uh, you know one or two starts uh, of the year, and and that's going to force the the Guardians to to scramble the cover innings uh, in in that way as well. Yeah, and you know, th- uh, you know, it looks like uh, they'll be able to. Uh... You know, uh, Bieber will come back. He he joined the team yesterday after making a, uh, you know, a rehab start Sunday with uh, Columbus. And uh, he's going to throw a bullpen today. And he'll probably be slotted into the rotation later this week. And McKenzie's supposed to start, make his final rehab start uh, tonight with uh, Columbus. And I think he'll be added to the rotation. <clears throat> but, you know, once again, you know, those guys are only going to go two or three innings, Joey, right? I mean, I mean, I don't know. They're stretched out to probably 80 pitches, but, you know, I don't think, you know, you're going to see them go four, five, six innings. So, the, again, you put pressure on the bullpen. And, you know, the Karen check came up to replace Bybee, so that's another, you know, another arm for the pen. Yeah, and, and that's – they're stretched out to to between 65 and, and 80 pitches, some somewhere around there, but it, you you – you can't really predict how it's going to go. If they wound up, if they wind up going out there and throwing 25 pitches in a major league inning, uh, that's going to shorten their 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 ability to stay out there uh, as as late as as you would like to see them. But uh, again, we understand that these starts coming up for for Bieber and McKenzie are not going to be, uh, you know, hey, go out there and win us a, an important game sort of starts. These are to, to show mainly to show Bieber and McKenzie that they can, they can pitch and be healthy uh, in a major league game. So they can go into their off season and prepare uh, like, uh, like normal as we've seen in the past with Bieber coming off an injury, doing that. Uh, I just want to go back to Tanner Bybee real quick for a, for a second. Uh, what do you think about his rookie of the year 
candidacy or his rookie of the year resume and where it puts him among, uh, you know, some of the favorites. Uh, do you think he he at least winds up as one of the finalists for uh, MVP among the top three, uh, knowing that, you know, guys like Josh Young and uh, and Gunnar Henderson and maybe uh, the Yoshida in Boston or uh, you know, Tristan Casas in Boston are, are guys who might be ahead of him in the uh, the the rookie of the year voting. Well, I think I don't know if he's going to finish in the top three, Joe. I, I, I probably if you know if you had to if I had to uh, if I was up against the wall, I'd say no. But I think he's going to get some votes. You know, I think mm-hmm. he'll get some votes. I would love to seen him finish his his season off with two strong starts. But thankfully, they put him on the IL, and they're not going to do that. And I didn't think they'd do that. We talked about that yesterday. You know, you're not going to mess with an arm like that. But uh, you know, you know, Bobby, you know, did everything he could. You know, what he made 25 starts, pitched close to 150 innings. Uh, just, I thought he did a great job. He deserves some recognition for the Ameri- you know, for the Rookie of the Year award. I just don't know if he's going to finish in the top three. Yeah, that's. Uh, I I would not be surprised if he doesn't finish as a finalist, but uh, certainly knowing what we know, having seen what we saw all season long. Uh, he's certainly one of the top, you know, rookies that uh, performed in the American League all season long. Uh, so hats off to a, a great season for Tanner Bybee. Uh, and, you know, as as the uh, awards nominations and uh, voting uh, roll out during the offseason, a uh, great place to get the uh, the latest updates on what's going on with that is uh, subtext. If you sign up, uh, 216-208. Four three four six, or log on to cleveland.com slash subtext uh, and you can uh, sign up for $3.99 a month. Uh, it's a great tool in the offseason to stay updated on all of the latest Guardians information. Uh, big offseason coming up, uh, you know, some awards, but mostly it's going to, you know, be probably the biggest offseason in, in more than a decade for this team in terms of, uh, you know, naming uh new coaches, new manager, and uh, all sorts of things going on. So we'll uh, we'll stay on top of that, and we'd love to hear from you on subtext. Again, cleveland.com slash subtext to, to sign up uh, and, and join us. Uh, Hoinsey, last night uh, after the, the Guardians game, we were all going to kick back and, uh, you know, uh, have a beverage and, and watch the the Browns go 2-0 and, and beat the Steelers, and uh, that – that didn't happen, and the reason that didn't happen, uh, mainly early on in that game, uh, Nick Chubb suffered a, a devastating knee injury. I still haven't seen uh, video or photos of the injury. I've, I've avoided uh, sort of looking at it on social media because I, I just it, it actually like it it depresses me. It, it 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 hurt my heart. It hurt my soul to 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 hear and and see that Nick Chubb is. is probably definitely done for the season. And this is a, a career threatening sort of injury. Uh, it, it, it sort of got me thinking about the parallels between, uh, you know, how the, the Browns came into this season with, with expectations and, and all of this hype and, you know, the guardians coming off of a season last year where, where they made it, uh, you know, they're, they're very close to advancing to the, the league championship series last year. And, they returned a lot of those young players, and and there was all this expectation to to, to come back and and win another division title. 
uh, and and that is is very rapidly fading uh, as their their magic number uh, for elimination is is slowly dwindling here. Uh, just the the way that injuries can reshape expectations or you know just ruin expectations for a team. Uh, the the Guardians suffered some pretty big injuries at the beginning of the year. Uh, Tristan McKenzie, uh, later on Shane Bieber. Uh, when you lose your your starting rotation the way that they did, uh, it it really sort of messes with your brain, uh, and and you sort of zombie walk through the rest of the season. Uh, are we afraid that the Browns are going to do the, the same thing now that uh, you know they're their leader, their uh, one of their mainstays, and in, in Nick Chubb is is going to be watching from the sidelines for the rest of the year? Yeah, that's geez, just a tough, tough injury. You know, we're hope, hopefully Chubb can come back. I, w- I was amazed. I loved watching him run, you know, so early in the game. Joe, what, he had 60 yards. He was a- mm-hmm. averaging like six yards a carry, you know, against that defense. You know, he looked unstoppable. He looked, uh, he looked, you know, he just, he was just so much fun to watch. And then, you know, I did see the injury and I don't want to see it again. And all I can think of, Joe, that is such a brutal sport. I mean, those guys. Mm-hmm. Those guys are gladiators, Joe. Those guys really are. They, you know, you come, you come home with your shield or on it, you know, and it's, uh, <laughs> it is, uh, after every game, it is a brutal sport. And, you know, the, 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 like you said, the uh, fortunes of the team can, ch- can change with one tackle. But I would think, uh, you know, you've got to respond to that. You've got to come back with that. Um, uh, you know, I, li- I like what Stefanski said that, Football is the greatest team sport there is. I don't know if I agree with that, but, you know, and one guy cannot stop a team. So your depth gets tested. We've seen uh, the uh, Guardians' depth get tested, obviously, this year from start to finish. And in that comes opportunity. And we've seen, you know, Bybee. We've seen Gavin Williams. We've seen uh, uh, Logan Allen take advantage of those opportunities. And I I would think there's somebody – somewhere that's going to take advantage of the opportunity that uh, Chubb's injury, no matter how unfortunate has happened. Yeah. How does the, but the expectation this season was that the Browns were going to not just compete for a, a division and, and the playoffs and all that, but, but go deep in the playoffs. And this is a team that was, that sort of is built for uh, those kinds of things. Just like the guardians, uh, the expectation was was not just to to compete uh, and, and get back to the postseason, but to win a division championship, to to sort of uh, position themselves, uh, you know, later on down the the line, and and it changed things in terms of what the front office did. Uh, when when the injuries happened, it 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 sort of changed things mid season, and they realized, well, we're not gonna, if we're going to be real uh, relying on these young pitchers as much. You know, we're probably not going to 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 go deep in the playoffs and have all these opportunities. So let's build for the season beyond and and that kind of thing. And you can see without really coming out and directly saying it, that's what they did when they made those trade deadline moves and and shipped away Aaron Savali and and Ahmed Rosario and, and sort of, you know, took the heart out of the uh, the, the clubhouse at that point. Uh they they were making those moves, uh, playing the long game, playing you know chess instead of checkers, and uh, that you know, you you wonder if uh, 
you know, by by comparison, by parallel, are if the Browns are going to, you know, do the same, or can they can they afford to, uh, you know, make sort of moves right now that that position themselves better for the future, or in the, are they in a uh, they must win now mode, uh, and and you know, do they pull the trigger on trading for Jonathan Taylor and you know all sorts of things like or, or signing Kareem Hunt, uh, those are all things that. Uh, are going to be discussed. Uh, I just, I love in, in my mind right now, all these parallels between the two organizations and, and how this, how injuries have, have changed things, I guess, uh, in, in, in right in the middle of the season, right at the beginning of the season for the Browns. So, uh, yeah, I, I think when, when the guardians got, you know, the news on these injuries and, and sort of read the writing on the wall, it changed things, and they uh, they adjusted their expectations in the mid, in the middle of the season. Yeah, that's a great point, Joe. And you, another thing, you know, with the with the NFL season, what it's eighteen games long, seventeen, right? seventeen. So they're two games in already. So it's like it's not the All Star break, you know, compared to baseball. But but this thing is coming at you fast. So they've got to really make a decision. Pretty soon here, you know, do they punt or do they keep trying to win? I would think they'll keep trying to win. You know, I would think yeah. they, they, they've spent a lot of money. They brought in, uh, all these, uh, guys. They, they think they've got the right quarterback. Um, I can't see them. <laughs> I, I, you know, that's debatable. That's, that's debatable. the big debate right there, isn't it? Yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't, th- I don't see them kind of running up the white flag and punting right now. I think you gotta, you know, you got to plug in a couple more uh, running backs and see where it goes. Yeah, well, in the long run, uh, we'll see if that strategy served the Guardians well uh, in terms of what they did because they were able to acquire, uh, you know, some pieces. They they did pick up uh, Kyle Manzardo, and we'll we'll get an opportunity probably next year to see, you know, what he's able to do at the big league level uh, at some point. I just I can't wait. Uh, to, to hear the uh, the the folks on Twitter and and uh, all over just you know clamoring for Kyle Manzardo when he's hitting you know 340 at Columbus in <laughs> uh, in May and he's still in Columbus and and this uh, this front office hasn't brought him up yet that'll be uh, that'll be interesting we'll we'll see how that goes but uh, all 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 of these are points to you know sort of ponder as the the season goes on and. As as we wrap up uh, this year, like you said, uh, eleven games left. I didn't think we'd. Boy, that that seemed so far off <laughs> er, uh, earlier in the year, and now now we're here. We've got two more weeks, and and uh, and and things are going to be all all wrapped up. Uh, Quincy, the Guardians uh, tonight, uh, the only night game of the series in Kansas City. Uh, they've got uh, one there. Uh, you know, what are we expecting out of uh, this club tonight uh, as uh, as they take the field uh, against the Royals. Yeah, I think uh, Logan Allen is on the mound, uh, seven and seven, probably one of maybe one or his last first. I mean, he's probably got two starts left. I would I would expect him to pitch well. Uh, they've the the Royals named Stephen Cruz their starter. He it was uh, TBA, but after the game they named Cruz. He's zero and zero. With a 5.14, this will be his second start of the season. You know, Joe, I think uh, I think once uh, you know you get over Monday's loss, I think I, I would expect the Guardians to play well tonight. 
Yeah, let's, uh, let's hope that's the case. Okay, Hoinsey, we're going to wrap up today's edition of the, the Complete and Baseball Talk podcast. We will uh, check in with you again later this week, and uh, we'll talk to you then. All right, Joe.